Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 15 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, we thank you for your word. Help us understand the special message you have for each one of us. Open up our hearts to receive what you desire us to receive today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what Jesus is teaching in Matthew chapter 15. Jesus debates with the Pharisees once again. They questioned him about their ceremonial hand washing and why his disciples didn't do it according to the practices. And Jesus questioned them right back. Though they deeply held on to tradition, they sinned against the commandment to honor parents. According to Jesus, they were hypocrites and their hearts grew cold towards God. We need to make sure we aren't putting traditions and other people's beliefs in front of God's desire to grow intimately close to him. The world continually tries to derail us from a close relationship with God. Let's put him first today and every day. In verse 28, Jesus says, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you wish. And her daughter was cured from that moment. The woman was not an Israelite, so Jesus hesitated to heal her daughter. However, her faith was so great that Jesus gave her the miracle she believed for. God shows us his love as he grants a woman her desperate plea. Last, Jesus feeds another 4,000 men plus their wives and children with seven loaves of bread and a few fish. Some people don't realize Jesus fed thousands on two separate occasions. His compassion and love are shown as he takes care of those who are desperate to learn about him and sit under his teaching. They didn't ask him for food, but he provided it anyway. He saw their need and he sees our needs. He will provide for us as well. well let's see what's happening in Acts chapter 15. Paul spent much of his time with the Gentiles, telling them about Jesus and converting them to Christianity. Meanwhile, the apostles were busy converting the Israelites. Some of the Israelites converted were from the sect of the Pharisees, and they had a difficult time letting go of their customs. A disagreement arose among them. Some thought the Gentiles needed to abide by their rules, specifically circumcision. I admire Paul for taking action. He brought the dispute to the apostles and elders instead of making the decision on his own, which he could have done because he was leading the Gentiles. If I were Paul, I may not have taken the journey to Jerusalem, but he did, and it was the right decision. He included the leaders of the Israelites so everyone was in agreement. This took time to travel, money to make the trip, and dedication to the truth. It would have been much easier to send a letter and continue ministering as he was doing. The Gentiles praised God for the final decision to forego circumcision. It must have been difficult for the Pharisees not to get caught up in all their rules again. Their traditions were such a big part of their religion. Now they had to shed former beliefs and simply trust God and love his son. Traditions are hard to let go for all of us. Are there some traditions in your family that could be set aside to facilitate a purer faith and love for the Lord? Something to keep in mind as you read this chapter. Let's see what's happening in Genesis chapter 29. Jacob travels 400 miles to his uncle's house where he meets his wife, or shall we say two wives? He immediately fell in love with Rachel, Laban's daughter, and he struck a deal with Laban to marry her after he'd worked for him for seven years. Laban tricked Jacob and gave his older daughter Leah to him on his wedding night instead. We see Laban's character in this first deceptive transaction. Jacob was very good at what he did. 
and Laban wanted to ensure both his daughters benefited from Jacob's labor. Laban's second transaction with Jacob cost another seven years, which Jacob agreed to since it meant he would finally have his beloved for himself. Jacob loved her more than Leah, and it was obvious to both of them. Verse 31 tells us, When the Lord saw that Leah was despised, he made her able to bear children, but Rachel was barren. Leah had child after child, thinking it would please Jacob greatly, and he would finally want her for his real wife. But that never happened. His love for Rachel never wavered. In chapter 30, Rachel becomes impatient because she had been unable to have children. So just like we read about Sarah giving her maid to Abraham to conceive a child she could raise, Rachel does the same. Leah had a number of children, and then she found herself unable to have more. All three women stepped out and took control from God. All eventually conceived children in God's timing. God's promise and blessing for a multitude of descendants was to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and yet their wives became impatient. We can learn from these women's actions and their impatience. Let's wait on God today. Whatever we are feeling anxious or impatient about, let's give it to the Lord and allow him to work out all things for our good and his glory. Later in this chapter, Jacob wants to separate from Laban's hire, and we are given another opportunity to see Laban's selfish nature. He desired riches. He saw that Jacob was exceedingly blessed, so he didn't want to release him from his household. He made another pact with Jacob and tried to deceive him again. However, Jacob had God's blessing. He made a plan to breed the animals faster and only breed the strong ones with the strong ones. Even though he was given the short end of the stick, he made the best of what he had, and God blessed him. We must know that God is on our side even when others try to trick and deceive us. We need not worry or be anxious when things appear to be going the wrong way. God has a plan, and his will is always done. He shows his faithfulness to his people as Jacob is abundantly blessed and eventually becomes independently wealthy. Let's see what we can learn from Psalm 15 today. David is ecstatic. The Ark of the Covenant had been brought back to Jerusalem, and David wrote these short five verses. He writes about those who live righteous lives, who are honest, who don't talk badly about others, and who are not bribed. These people will not be moved. Our current culture isn't necessarily represented in David's words. We see many people being moved emotionally and spiritually. Anxiety is rampant, worry is prevalent, and peace is at an all-time low. However, David gives us clues about how to turn these things upside down. Be honest. Don't gossip. Don't be bribed. As we put on these attributes, we can stand strong against the enemy. Let us meditate on David's word and determine which areas we need to come up higher in. God is good, and we can trust him to continue to develop us and our hearts. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for the wisdom we find in your word. Thank you for being faithful to your people and the covenant you made with them. May we be strengthened in our faith as we read more about you and your faithfulness, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.